And honestly, that was one of the first times in my career where I had, you know, stepped from being the fly on the wall to like, let's do it like this. I commanded yeah. a space for once. Yeah. And once I did that, he was, you know, he gave me like a look. It was no apprehension, though. He was just like, all right, bet for sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, loosen up. Do it like this. Woo, woo, woo. Took the picture. I showed it to him. He was like, yo, you hard, bro. Yeah. He was like, I'm about to change your life. And I was like, man, you lying, bro. He was like, you don't believe me? Come on. Went back on the tour bus. Dino DeValle. People don't know who Dino DeValle is, man. He the one who signed Cash Money to one of the biggest record deals in history. You know what I'm saying, back in the day. But he told Dino, he was like, yo, put him on payroll. And I was like, man, I'm working and everything. He was like, what you going to do? I was like, bro, I quit my job to do this. You know what I'm saying? And um, the rest is history, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is Caffeine and Creatives platform where we like to talk to creative minds about creative times and the caffeine that wakes them up and keeps them going. I am your host, X. To my right today, dramatic poem. I'm going to put a little drum effect in there. Um, I respect this man's creative mind. I'm going to call him a, a creative mind first. He's an artist. I thought about what his job title should be. We're just going to leave it at creative mind and artist. I feel like artist embodies everything that my guest today has from visual art, musical talent, um, agriculture art. We're going to tap into yeah, that a little, yeah. little bit too. Uh, Jay Caviar. What's up, my man? How you feeling? Today? I'm good, my brother. Um, <laughs> I haven't done this on the show yet, but uh, matter of fact, we were talking off camera uh, about uh, I Am Athlete podcast. Yeah. My guy Brandon Marshall does this three-point check-in that he does yeah. uh, every now and then. Okay. I'm going to try it today. Okay. Three three-point check-in. Let's do it. Scale of one to ten. Okay. Um, how are you doing mentally, physically, business? Okay. Uh, mentally, I'm about a, about a seven. Uh, physically, about a seven. I feel, like se- I feel like seven is the safe answer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, like... I feel like, you know, if we dug deeper mm-hmm. into it, then those numbers would change. But I feel like I'm being a bit objective, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm, I mean, mentally, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm overcoming some of some things that I feel like I've sheltered, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I feel like the tenacity of me to get over those things and be able to strengthen what's going on in my life, mm-hmm. that's why I put it at a seven. Mm-hmm. Now, waking up and having to battle that in conjunction with my everyday life. So we're coming into a seven. Yeah, we're coming into a seven. So, so it's we, like so rolling we, we off. Of, yeah, so we like, yeah, we're like rolling off of four into a seven. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like perfect. I know where I'm going. Mm. You know, physically the same way. Mm. Um, I've, I've recently, uh, we have like this competitive thing going on at the warehouse to where we have this basketball league. And I struggle with asthma. And so... Me Same. getting into like very competitive cardio, I'm like, bro, I don't want to be the guy on the court that's breathing <laughs> hard and tired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So physically, it's I'm, imagine I'm being that guy and short. Okay, <laughs> well, not okay. Nah, it's not okay. But, you know. it's like, oh man, it's like we we trying to run and play basketball. It's right. Like, you are you already only you need either a shot or handles. Exactly. You gotta have exactly. something. You gotta have something. Yeah, for sure. But you also got asthma. But yeah, continue. Yeah, for sure. So physically, I'm I'm in a space where I'm like, man, you know, we already have a a, a great, well, not a great. I, I feel like I know how I'm supposed to eat, mm-hmm. you know, and and everything like that. I don't follow the regimen I'm supposed to as much, so that, you know, I know physically that's why I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. Um, preaching and, to the choir. Yeah, preaching to the choir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody out there, you know, get that right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and business wise, I say a seven and, and, and the reason why I say that is because I've had a lot of strengths business wise, Mm -hmm. but I know that tied to my mental and physical and everything Mm -hmm. else, you know, like Kevin Hart says, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you do good. Right. You get what I'm saying? And I feel like business is the doing part of the mental and the physical. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I say that. Once I, I overcome those things, then I know my business can thrive in the way that I foresee it to be, mm. for like a better so way. So everything, everything now is 
<clears throat> we on the way up. We on the way up. We on the way. That's up. the only way I to like see. That. I like the place. I like that. Yeah. I like that place. For I like sure. that's a good place to be. Indeed. Um, first question that I always like to ask my guests. Okay. Define creativity, right? Okay. Um, within your definition of creativity, uh, what makes you a creative? I feel like creativity is the acknowledgement of what you have to give and the freedom to give that. The acknowledgement of what you have to give and the freedom to give that. Break that down for me. So when we think about- I like about, that definition, by the way. Yeah, so like, for first of all, to be creative, you have to know yourself. Right. Agreed. In some capacity, like you have to know, like, what do I want to give to people? Who would I want people to view me as? And what can I teach someone? Mm-hmm. Because to create is to teach in some way, form or fashion. It's just your way of teaching. Yeah. My, right? my friend, uh, not to cut you off. No, you're but, fine. Uh, my friend, Doc, uh, he was telling me, he was like, I, I've, gained, I've gained a new perspective on what it actually means to learn something mm-hmm. um, before I was trying to learn something to get information. Right. Now I, I learn with the objective to teach. Exactly. Which is a different, like, you go about things completely different. If you said, I have to learn this to the point where I'm able to teach it to somebody else, then it's a different grasp of understanding. Exactly. So I respect, I respect yeah. that opinion. Because your focus is different. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that makes you more goal-oriented. Goal you know, that makes you less susceptible to distractions that come along the way. Mm-hmm. And so going back to the definition of being a creative, you know, and giving people what you feel like you have um, is just the freedom that comes along with it. You know, like me, me creating, me doing what I do every day is a it's, it's a freedom thing. But also I'm goal oriented based off what I want people to take away, mm-hmm. because every day that we create, we're building a legacy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I focus on every day is like when someone says Josh or Jay Caviar, what am I portraying? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to misalign with who I sought after and who people realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, perce- the, the perception of you and the impact that I want to make need to be synonymous. Exactly. I, I respect that. Yeah. So what makes you a, a creative with that? What makes me a creative is my ability to be humble. Um, I've, I think that my tenacity in trying to get something across and also caring about what people think. Now, the I, I do have a thing with validation, you know what I'm saying, where mm-hmm. I, I, I wanna get that point across so much, it's like, mm-hmm. I need you to know that that point got across. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's, it's appropriate in certain manners um, because I, like for me, I just love to give, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I give freely sometimes, sometimes too freely, mm-hmm. but I think Mixed with my goals and my ability to give people what they want and what they want to feel makes me a creative. Mm, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I think uh, <clears throat> I, too, struggle with validation to a, to a certain aspect. Yeah. Um, and I think valid, I feel like that in most creatives kind of presents itself in different ways. Like sure. I think we all seek some form of validation, whether that be... For, for me, it's not necessarily somebody saying that my output is good or like my product is good or right. anything that I've spent time on is like better than average. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think I always seek validation from uh, what I visually see impacting people. Yeah. So like you don't have to say anything to me, but if I don't feel like somebody is not bettering themselves based on something that I had my hands on. Mm-hmm then I don't feel like, it's almost like that. Uh, remember the scene in um, Akila and the Bee? Mm-hmm. When there's like our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, exactly. it's that we're powerful beyond measure. Right. So it's like, I, I kind of fall into that category yeah. when it comes to like being validated. Like I always, I always feel like I am good. I feel like people have told me that um, I'm great at my job. Right. So it's not that I feel like I'm incapable of doing something. Right. Or that I'm less than or something like that. Right. It's that like I want my stuff to be impactful. Right. <laughs> like, and it goes back like, to perspective because it's mm-hmm. it's it's also how initially you view the impact. Because when you have an idea, you have an you you know how impactful you want this to be. <clears> right? <throat> right. In the simplest form, someone says, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna go viral. 
Mm. Right? right, right, that's their that's that's the impact that they plan to create or whatever. You know what I'm right. saying? So I think a lot of times the impact versus the perception leaves us in a space of being either being validated or the lack thereof. Right, yeah, I agree, I agree. What would you say is uh, with the art that we're cre- creating to be that we seek validation in? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say your medium of creativity is? Man. How would you describe that to someone? The art that I create to seek valid. What is my medium? What do you mean? Like as far as like photography versus like music yeah. or mm-hmm. I say music. Music? Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, um, and a lot of people don't know this, but I started photography to get closer to music. Music was my is my first passion. Not it was, but mm-hmm. is like I, I feel like my purpose was to minister through through music. Mm. Now, and, and also I had a knowledge of like, hey, I grew up the way that I did, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of triumph along the way, you know, uh, man, you know, that's a whole. Talk, I was about to say, talk, walk me through it. Where did, where did this, because your background uh, passion and creativity goes to music, yeah. which that's something that obviously I. For sure. I yeah. We align with that. We align with that. Indeed. Um, so how do, where do we start at from the music passion and how do we get to. Uh, Jay Caviar, as he's seen now and perceived with photography in the different many places that you've been, which I didn't add that in his intro, but Google my man. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, for me, I grew up, my, okay, so I had a kind of a complex situation growing up, mm-hmm. right? My mother and father were never married. Uh, my mother was in the military, and I didn't spend a lot of time with her growing up. Um, and so I already had a longing feeling of that motherly bond that I saw, like growing up watching TV, whether it be Fresh Prince or Saved by the Bell. I watch a lot of Saved by the Bell, by the way. <laughs> Beverly Hills, 90210. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that was kind of my thing. But I say all that to say is like that perfect perception that I had of like what a mother and a father would be inside a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was blessed with a, with a mother who I, I call mama. You know, mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I was able to kind of get that experience. But in, in terms of music, my grandfather, my late grandfather had a church and he knew how to sing. Mm-hmm. And other members of my family, you know, that I didn't necessarily spend a lot of time growing up with knew how to sing. Mm-hmm. And it was at some point in my life where I was kind of exposed to music and I found out like as a young child I could sing a little right mm-hmm. and the time I would spend with my mom she would have me on the phone singing with my grandmother like R. Kelly joints like you know mm-hmm. hey I know R. Kelly is a sensitive topic let's <laughs> drop that right there you know what yeah. I'm saying but hey you know what I'm saying yeah. I believe I can fly and stuff like that that's like, real good that's, that was a staple point that, that was I a lost. staple point you know yeah, what I'm nah, saying nah, and so I've I, I can say that one thing that my mother always gave me was a validation it's like son you have a beautiful voice mm-hmm. right and so Fast forwarding into, I would say, high school is when I started kind of wanting to cultivate that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went through a lot of depression episodes and all of that. And, man, I would I would listen to boys to men a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, boys to men. I I say like now, you know, what I'm saying like boys to men probably was is my I don't have like a lot of favorites Mm -hmm. but if I had to kind of put a list together they would be at the top yeah I remember I had the uh remember when we had like the little like the the pill shaped mp3 players yeah yeah plug the usb yeah yeah mine was red (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I had one of those I promise you the only thing I had on there was boys to men um the legacy album yeah I had Brian Knight's uh, Bethlehem Christmas mm-hmm. Christmas album, mm-hmm. and I had Kurt Franklin's uh, Hero album. Gotta have that. You gotta buy that. Bro, yeah. that that was like my rotation of music. That's on a savior playlist. Yes, you yeah. feel me? Like just, yeah. I, I'm on the school bus in in like middle school. Like, and that's, that's that was me. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I, I definitely feel feel you. On yeah, that. and so <laughs> like in high school, and and mind you, like I had no knowledge or. I didn't give I didn't care about photography. I didn't know camera or whatever. You know, and my dad, you know what I'm saying, shout out to my pops, man. Like he worked and still works like mm-hmm. nobody's business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Same. my right. dog gonna work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. Four jobs. You know what I'm saying? So growing up in high school when I was like, Dad, man, I wanna join the choir and I, you know, did a couple talent shows and we had a group mimicking boys to men in mm-hmm. high school, you know what I'm saying? And 
You know, my dad was like, man, that's, you know, they ain't gonna make no money. You need to go do this, do this, do this. And so I end up devoting myself to the ideology of, you know, going to college and getting a job. And, you know mm. what I'm saying? And so, blessed that I went to college. I got a scholarship to college, you know what I'm saying? And what school I, did you go to? University of South Alabama. Okay. Mobile. Um, and so I went there, still wanted to do music, you know what I'm mm. saying? I was, my my dad, man, you know, if, if he when he watches this, he's going to be like, boy, I knew you did something with that money. But I, had, <laughs> I got a refund check. And I Next. went to Guitar Center, man. I cashed out the whole refund check. Man, somebody on, somebody needs to make a, a separate content think piece on what college students do with man, refund checks. Man, <laughs> that that should be that should be a show. You know what? We should we should work. We're gonna talk about yeah, that. We're gonna talk about that live for sure. But that's what I did, man. I went. I spent like thirty seven hundred dollars in Guitar Center. I like got the whole mic set up, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, man, I'm gonna do music. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, throughout college, man, I was able to bless a lot of my peers with studio time out of my apartment, as well as work on things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's crazy um, that what led me into photography was being in, you know, being involved. Right. Mm -hmm. And so BET came to the school, long story short. So BET came to the school and it was like, man, we need some people to, to shoot with the cameras. Mm -hmm. So me, I'm like, bro, like, give me a camera. That ain't nothing. You know what right, I'm saying? Like, right. woo, you know, woo, woo. And so I was taking pictures for BET and they reached out to my mentor at the time. And I was like, yo, these pictures that we received from this guy are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like he should really look at doing photography. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, man, I ain't never thought about that. So, but I ended up buying me a little camera and I started <laughs> taking pictures around campus. Mm -hmm. And then about a year and a half later, man, like I, I had reached a ceiling in my life to where I was like, bro, school ain't for me. You know, like this environment that I'm in, like I've outgrown it, even though I've accomplished so much, mm -hmm. I'm going to move to Atlanta, you know, and, and partially it was because I wanted to have a, a relationship with my mom because she mm -hmm. was here. And so I was like, I'm going to move to Atlanta. I'm going to take the camera with me and we're going to see, see what we can do with this between this and music. Let's see if I can, you know, kind of make some shape. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it and, for sure. Yeah. Was that the first time that you like picked up a camera? Was that was that the yeah, first Yeah, that was the first time that I actually like used a DSLR was in college. Like it was like my see what would have been my senior year in college. Mm. I picked up a camera and I was like First time first time you picked up a camera was for BET. Was what's for BET. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not yeah. too many people. That is like, that's perspective. Like, I didn't even you know? think about it like that. Yeah. yeah, first time. It's like first time. It was kinda like and I just... got a full circle moment with that like well, yes. what we what I talked to you about. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we got about to say we're gonna get to that. I want I want people to go on this journey yeah, with for it. Sure, so it's for like sure. uh so we in college, we're like, all right, cool. Like my, my passion backseat, because I had a similar um story as far as my college choice and how that pertained to my my career choice because right. um, I had the ultimatum and in high school. I didn't even know anything about it. I went to Full Sail. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about Full Sail until my senior year of high school. Oh, word. Right. So before that, I was going to somebody's college. I had like a couple of track scholarships. Yeah. Um, somebody's college to do something dealing with science. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, either way, I for me, and I say this in hindsight, like I was going to be an engineer. So and, one way or another. One way or another. Yeah. So it's like, but the passion side, the well, the fork in the road with me was: do I follow my the academic route or do mm -hmm. I follow the the passion route and try to make something happen out of this? Right. Um, long story short, found out what full cell was. Ended up going to full cell. Yeah. Didn't know I was had no intention of being an engineer while I was in school. Um, I just knew that I was there. It had, it had something to do with music. I didn't know if I was going to be producing. Yeah. I just knew all the different things. I knew how I could flip learning about audio, right. whether that be producing, being a musician, being an audio engineer, yeah. doing li live sound, right. doing like movies and all that other stuff, audio work. Um, I knew that I could branch off into these few different things. So Indeed. if anybody asked me, it's kind of like, well, yeah, like I'm not just, I'm yeah. not just going to be obviously like I'm in my... I'm in my apartment making beats all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah for sure. But, you for know sure. I mean? yeah. but if anybody asks you, it's kind of like, oh, so he's going to school like to be a producer? Like, no. Yeah. Like, there's this, this, this. There's this, so many different areas. There's so many, there's so many different cover, areas right. that I could cover with what I'm learning in school. But um, I didn't have that that turning point of something falling in my lap and then it essentially changing the, the trajectory of the rest of your life. So what are, you, what are you thinking once you get to Atlanta at that point? Like, is, are you... What's the plan from there? Man, hit the ground running. 
And I'll be honest, like, I, I was very blessed, you know, for my circle of individuals as well. You know, mm -hmm. that was a big part of who I've grown to be. Not only, like, my mentality of, like, I got to find that room to be in mm -hmm. and capitalize on those relationships. But it was also people that, you know, I was around. I was helping out. You know, mm -hmm. like, my whole ideology is bartering. Like, we, always, mm -hmm. we all have something to trade. There's an art to that. Mm -hmm. And so while I'm helping you in this capacity of your life, you're able to help me in the capacity of my life. So, mm -hmm. man, when I got to Atlanta, bro, I was hitting the ground running. Like, mm -hmm. literally, like, one of the hottest brands at the, at the time was, like, was Cease and Assist when I got to Atlanta. This mm -hmm. was 2013, right? And so I was able to be around them. And, and you know, I didn't do any, any photography or anything, but I was able to be around the movers and shakers mm -hmm. of Atlanta, you know, being up at Wish every day, like, that type of stuff. And then also... I was introduced to Sony Digital and Metro Boomin and all of mm -hmm. those guys at an early stage. Right. And so I would be over there like multiple times a week after I get off work. Mm -hmm. You know, my partner, he was locked in with them. And so, you know, I we'd pull up together and I just have my camera and I'm just taking pictures. Yeah. Taking pictures, taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And a picture leads to, you know, hey, shoot this little video. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, hey, come to this show. Hey, come on this tour. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I just it built from there. So did you have a picture of what, uh, uh, at this point, are you, you consider yourself, like when somebody meets you at that time, it's kind of like, hey, I'm a photographer? Is nah. That, is that what it comes? Nah. What is, what is your, what is your uh, introduction to people at that time? Man, I'm Josh. Josh? I'm Josh. Just, whatever Josh. it is. Yeah. So, so what was your idea of, um, like, I guess, for lack of better terms, like, was there a success point for you? Like, yeah. Like, a place that, what, what did that look like for you at that time? At that time, um... Because I, I didn't know a lot, right? Because, you know, when, when I was using my camera, I, I kept trying to figure I was like, bro, how are people getting that blur in the background? You know what I'm saying? Like, right, that's right. where I was at. <laughs> right. I'm like, bro, I'm, I have a good eye and I'm doing everything. But mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, how are they getting that blur? Like, they pictures looking crispy. And so at the time, like, man, I was still shooting and still getting those opportunities. And so, um, man, one of my guys, man, shout out to JBD, man. He, he lended me his Canon to go on mm -hmm. tour with Trinidad. He couldn't go on the tour last minute. He was mm -hmm. like, bro, I know you can do it. Right. And so up, to, up until this point, I was like playing around with manual mode a little bit. I wasn't like all the way on it. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And he was like, bro, like, bro, your shutter speed, when you shooting the show, get your shutter speed, this with your ISOs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm like, you I think I got game. it. He gave me the quick game. game. <laughs> and the tour was like the next day. Yeah. So man, like, I think that was one of the most, one of the groundbreaking experiences for me to know that mm -hmm. I could do this, I could really do it. You know what I'm saying? Because that was one of my first paid situations. Like the whole time I was shooting, you know, prior to this, I really wasn't getting money. You know what I'm and, saying? Like I was. And uh, um, I feel like that's a key thing for the difference that somebody else believing in you. Exactly. Makes. And like your trajectory of like what yes. you're doing. Because a lot of, I think a lot of people in our industry have like a similar. Uh, not a similar story, but mm -hmm. they have they have that moment where it's kind of like for me as an engineer is that one time where somebody engineer couldn't be there, and yeah. then it's like you're the intern, and it's kind of like oh you engineer oh engineer the song, and exactly. now next thing you know you have like exactly. for me like I'm YFN Lucci and yeah. all of these other people exactly. that you're in the studio with like consecutively, mm -hmm. um, and you get all these other opportunities. Right. Um, speak to the like in that space like because you. You did mention a couple of names, yeah. Sunny Digital, right. Metro Boom, and getting in with all of these guys at a very uh, early point in their careers and right. kind of like being able to grow with those people. Right. Um, how important and what have been, what were some of the key relationships that you built during that time that kind of like propelled you to what you have going on now? Because I think um, I asked that because a lot of times it'd be the most, uh, like people ask you how you get like these big opportunities, right? right? And then it'll be like a very small connect dot connected yeah. that, that led to <laughs> yeah. that led to all of this. So speak to that a little bit. Um, and and also a big part of I, I don't want to leave this person out. Q, oh yeah, yeah go ahead. you know what I'm saying. Q was was very big. You know what I'm saying within that situation. You know what I'm saying with Sunny Digital Metro. Like Q was the one who really like you know OG Bobby Johnson. You know Q mm. like for those who don't know, but um. In that situation, man, like I was learning so much about how to navigate mm -hmm. within the industry. You know what I'm saying? Because 
you know, I, I came from Mobile, Alabama, and I knew nothing about how to navigate. You know, all I knew is like I wanted to do something, I could do it a little bit, or a lot of it, for that matter. Um, but the key, the key takeaways from being around them were just learning how to navigate, learning how to manage my time, learning that, bro, your day don't end at five o'clock when you clock out of work. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was so many days that I was working. I was working at T-Mobile at the time as well. So mm-hmm. I'd go to work, get off at seven o'clock and I'd go to the studio or pull up to the crib or like I'm headed out on the road. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like to, to do a mini tour, like for the weekend or, or something of that nature. But right. it just taught me that there were so, there were so many different layers mm-hmm. to what I really wanted to do. And I was able to identify that within that situation. Was that overwhelming for you at the at the time? Hell or, yeah. Were you think were you thinking about all of the layers or, or nah, the hindsight? It was, a lot of it was hindsight because mm-hmm. you know I was wrapped up in the fun. You know what I'm saying? I was getting a break from a career, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was just turned. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. bro. And and also, you know, a part of my self-realization was like, damn, bro, like if they rock it with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I must be really doing this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I think what people have to also understand is 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 the difference between someone using you and believing in you. Facts. Break Especially it. as a creator. I would say break that down for the people. Right. Preach so, though. You preach it. Well, for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, see, a lot of people look from the outside looking in and say, hey, like, you're doing this for this person. So, per whatever standard it is, you should be compensated in this manner. Mm-hmm. But I think experience is something that's so underrated when it comes to creatives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That sweat equity that you're putting in with these artists and these creatives and stuff like that, like monetarily you can't it can't be added up because mm-hmm. it carries you for years and years to come. So I'm not I can't even compromise a dollar for the mm-hmm. for the opportunity, you know, and the wisdom that I'm gaining that I can even bring now years later to this platform. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had to look at it like, man, like they believe in me. They not using me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And another thing, like, one of my partners told me, man, shout out to my boy Nard. Like, you know, he told me a long time ago, bro, like, why are we friends if we can't use each other? Yeah. I said that when my boy tried. Yeah. Um, he told me, he was like, hey, use me. Exactly. Just, just don't misuse me. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, of course, you know, that, that comes along with, you know, going back to the mental and physical and mm-hmm. business stuff. Like, you got to know your boundaries. Yeah. You know, if you don't have your business structure set up your foundation solid then one can't respect it no matter how much they respect you they they will never treat you like you right. want to be treated if you don't have that set up right but uh all in all man like th- th- that's that was the the mental correlation that i had between someone using me and someone believing in me mm. you know and in the end you know them offering up that ability for me to be able to showcase my talent and, and things of that nature that's what aided in my trajectory for right. sure um, to me, and I, I don't get this a lot. Like usually the, usually the the trial and tribulations of somebody's career trajectory and their their story in mm-hmm. their career happen with them trying to get to a certain space yeah. within a certain uh, job description. Yeah. Right. Um, for you, it's kind of like I st- I don't want to say stumbled upon, but I stumbled upon I just I stumbled upon this life changing. Uh, talent, yeah, that I didn't know was there, yeah, and then immediately, yeah, immediately, was, immediately yeah. took off. So when all of this uh, success is hitting you at this time, like that first, that first hit of, I don't know, yeah, gotta be drastic, yeah. What did what was that like for you? Because I know like you've been doing this for how long now? Oh, uh, eight years now. Eight years now, yeah. so it's like I, I know it's a couple of values. Man, so what? Is, what is that? Speak to that a little bit. What was like that? That first dose, or not even that first dose, like just those moments, like for you. I mean, it was you know it was challenging because you know having a first of all having a a, a consistent form of income, mm-hmm. and then you know going into what would one call a hobby. Mm-hmm. And looking at that, where I'm not making money or little to no money, but I'm I'm inputting probably more time than I am on my nine to five. That was the battle that I had to fight, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, you know, as an adult, a growing adult, you know, I have my family in my ear saying like, "Hey, you know, like, what are you doing?" Right. You know, I was in college for biomedical sciences. I had already got 
accepted into pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. I, I did a, a three-year, uh, well, not residency, but I, I worked in a pharmacy for three years, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, leading up to me leaving college. Mm-hmm. So I had all of that pressure, you know, and so I would say I dealt with that a lot. Like, it, there were a lot of times I didn't go home or a lot of times I didn't talk to my dad, you know, mm-hmm. because I knew that he had his vision of what he wanted me to become. And I mm-hmm. felt like I was letting him down by pursuing mm-hmm. my passion. And, and then, of course, I, I struggled with communicating that to him in a, in a way that I felt like he would respect and understand it. So that was probably one of my biggest pressures. Did that, did that a lot of that pressure come from the, I guess, either the amount or the lack thereof of, like, success to be shown from? Yeah, yeah. Like, even, I, I remember, right? So I remember when I went on tour with Q. Um, we did like a college tour and my dad, he saw the picture somewhere. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where he saw that, but he called me. He was like, man, you took this picture? Ain't you Jay Caviar? I was like, yeah, dad, that's me. He's like, you took that picture? I was like, yeah, dad. He was like, man, you must be making a lot of money on that road. I'm like, boy, little do my dad know. I'm sleeping on the floor in the Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I tried to explain to him like, yeah, dad, like, you know, I'm doing this. And I'm not making money right now. Yeah. My dad was like, what? He couldn't believe it. He was like, man, they, they should be paying you. Da, da, da. And mm-hmm. I tried to break it down to him, but he just couldn't understand it. He was like, you yeah. mean to tell me you gave up this for this? Right. You know? And so that was like, it was a bit heartbreaking, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, to try to get my dad to understand and then wake up and still do it. Mm-hmm. Knowing that it's not that I didn't have the support. It's that I couldn't correlate what I was feeling to mm-hmm. the person that I look up to the most. Mm-hmm. How how differently would that, do you feel like that story would have been if it was, I took a leap of faith on my hobbies and I am making money right there? I mean, it changed very quickly. It changed very quickly. (laughs) So so was that that the turning point for you or the real self-realization that kind of brought you out of some of those moments? It was one of them, for sure. What uh, what else uh, kind of aided to those? Validation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, man, like... Just seeing how much people requested my presence. Mm-hmm. And of course, when I started making money from it, and you know, and, and it wasn't, in hindsight, it wasn't a lot of money at all. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I, I wasn't putting my price on things. Mm-hmm. I was so grateful to be in a space. Right. I was so grateful to be a fly on the wall. I was so grateful to provide content for people mm-hmm. that I, I didn't worry about the price. It was, for me, it was a life experience that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't put a price on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I would say, man, like knowing at a point where I started making money and knowing that I can tell my dad, like, yeah, man, I made more money than I made in two weeks on my check on this shoot. Then he was like, well, how you, you know, he started asking me questions on how did I structure my business? And, you know, we talked about contracts and all Mm -hmm. these things. And inadvertently with him and my mom, you know, that was, I, I feel, one of the catalysts, you know, that aided in them being entrepreneurs. Because now, like, my dad has his own bit power washing business. And my dad been a hustle for years. Like, no, Same. like, my dad been, you know, I remember young, you know, my dad, like, pulling up on the weekends, power washing and whatever, whatever. But I feel like, you know, at that point, you know, when he started taking it more seriously was when he and I had that conversation of, like, man, I'm taking it seriously and this is what I'm trying to do. That's crazy because I, I have almost the identical situation yeah. with, with my pops. Like, my, sure. my dad has been grinder 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 to like my whole entire life mm-hmm. um up until now when we kind of talked about our um what i have going on and like kind of like the bigger looks and like the organizations that i'm like uh, a part of now mm-hmm. um the conversations have been different now to where it's like i i can even see how much of an impact and like how much is motivating him with his business his business that he has now yeah. He's a, uh he owns his own truck company though so it's like he bought his first uh, eighteen wheeler, and now he got two. Um, right, you know what I mean. So, and that's only been the last two years. Mm-hmm. So I completely understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, right now we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a quick little break. Um, hit up some of our uh, sponsors, some of our partners out there. We'll be right back, my guy K- uh, Jay Caviar here on Caffeine and Creatives. Y'all stay tuned. Like zero degrees, I'm out the cage. 
Welcome back, Caffeine and Creatives. Uh, still sitting here with my guy, Jay Caviar. Um, we left off talking about uh, kind of our mutual relationship that we have with our parents, For sure. um, fathers specifically. Um, talked about some of the uh, experience that you had kind of being on the tour life on the go, mm -hmm. kind of getting into um, being a photographer on the road with certain artists, right. um, one that I, I have sentiments with working with a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. um, you have been blessed to work with a lot of. I guess I feel like you're the palette of people that you worked with is very eclectic. Yeah, which is interesting to yeah. me. Like you go from like a, my guy, uh, Blanco. Blanco Brown, yeah, my dog. <laughs> my brother, yeah. Go. You can go from a Blanco to a OT Genesis. Yeah. Like. The span is crazy. Yeah. Um, I know you have a, a interesting story with OT Genesis. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. but talk to me about like how the uh, I guess the plethora of different array of people that you've been able to work with. Like uh, I know you work with Atlantic mm -hmm. Records as well, mm -hmm. uh, Rolling Stone, yeah. all of these major publications. Yeah. Um, how does it feel, and what has that been like, kind of? Going, being able to be like a table hopper. I call it a table yeah, hopper. Because that, sure. that's kind of like what I was in. Uh, I consider myself a hop, hopper yeah. in high school. Like I could sit at any lunch table. Like I was with the athletes because football and mm -hmm. track. I could also go talk to the, the art class because I was in the art programs exactly. and stuff like that. But I could go also talk to the nerds because I was into science and math and yeah. stuff like that. What was that? How has that kind of fed into your career? Um, man, it's beautiful, honestly. Because one thing I, I never wanted to do was box myself in. And I think the one thing that I can really accredit to being what I call myself a chameleon in this industry mm -hmm. is the fact that music is always the forethought. Mm -hmm. It's always the forethought, right? And so within that realm, knowing that, hey, I love R&B music, right? So, and I love country music. Mm -hmm. So being around an artist like Blanco Brown, like our relationship, didn't even start off with photography. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. It started off with a barter. <laughs> with a barter. Tell right? me the story. What is the story? Okay, so quick. So it was my birthday. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, me, and my, me and my partner Kendall, man, we went to, shout out to my dog Kendall, man. Mm -hmm. That's one of the guys I told you when I moved to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Like, he took me around all those guys, right? Mm -hmm. Him and my dog Mitch. You know, shout out to Mitch too, man. Um, but we were, we were at a lounge for my birthday. And so I had bought the Jess Dons, right? The blue joints. I went to leather Jess Dons, the two. You feel me? I, was, I had them all. You feel me? Right. And so I was like, man, we was in the lounge. I'm feeling good. And I had just met Jay Holiday. It was crazy. Like, the lounge was popping. You feel me? So Blanco came up to me and was like, yo, them shoes dope. Yeah. And in my natural response, because, bro, I'm a, I'm a hustler. Like, everything for sale. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I'm like, bro, you can get them. Like, what's it, what's it? He was like, man, you serious? I was like, yeah, what size you wear? He was like, I'm a 12. I was like, hey, these 12, what die? Like, what you talking? So he gave me his number, and I walked back over to my partner. I'm like, yeah, bro, like, I'm going to pull up on bro at the studio. He was like, bro, you know who that is? He's like, bro, that's Blanco Brown. I was like, well, at the time, it was Blanco the ear. Right? Yeah. He called him the ear because he... The crazy vocal producer. Man, the man, one. The one. The yeah, one. Exactly, yeah. And so uh, when he told me... You know, when I found out who he was, I went back and was like, yo, like, bro, like, scratch that. Like, I give you the shoes mm -hmm. if you bring me in, like, and help me vocal produce a track. And he mm -hmm. was like, say less. Let's do it. Pull up to the studio. And uh, he was like, man, play me some music. Mm -hmm. And I played him this song, bro. Yeah. Like pressure. 
Yeah. He know. He, watches, <laughs> he know. But I played him a record, bro. He was like, man, get out of here. So we, we, we talked about that. And then I brought my camera and I took some pictures. He was like, yo, like you crazy yeah, with yeah. the camera, bro. Yeah. And our relationship blossomed from there. Like we mm -hmm. bartered. Like that was the nature yeah. of our relationship was a barter. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I respect yeah. that a lot. For sure. So how do you get... How do you get from an artist like that and that? Was your uh, introduction to, like, I spoke uh, OT Genesis. Mm -hmm. Do y'all have a similar way of how y'all actually got connected? Yeah. So with me and OT, man, it was, it was crazy. And, and going back to the BET story, right? I just want to touch on that because, because I promise I, yeah. I never thought about it until we talked Talk about, about it. it. Yeah. It's crazy because both times I was at a breaking point in my life. Right when mm -hmm. I when I got introduced to photography at the first point, I was already at a breaking point of like, bro, do I even want to do college? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because creatively, I feel like I wanted to do music so bad. Yeah, and so BET. Then the OT situation, mind you, like I'm working with Atlantic Records at this time. I'm doing all of these things or whatever. I hadn't been on tour. I've been on small tours like with Trinidad and like mm -hmm. Q, um, but I hadn't been on like any major tours. And so uh, I was saving up to buy a camera, right? The mm -hmm. new Sony, it was like, at the time, it was like the A7 II. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, I need like three bands. I'm going to buy this camera, turn up, right? Yeah. And um, I got pulled over. I, man, it was like the, what's the game? And I know my partner's going to be mad, but I can't think. Iron Bowl. <laughs> there it Iron is. Bowl. Okay. It was Iron Bowl. I was grilling everything. My asthma started, started playing up. So I called my mom. I was like, mom, can you call me a prescription in? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because my mom is a physician. So. Man. She called me a prescription. It was like, yo, I went to Walgreens. On the way there, I made an illegal right turn. Got pulled over, mm -hmm. right? Woo-woo. Went to jail mm -hmm. for a suspended license for some tickets that I had that, honestly, I forgot about, right? Yeah. Forgot, neglected, same difference. Right. Yeah, yeah. So ended up having to, between everything, bro, I spent like 90% of that money that I saved up for that camera to rectify my wrongs, yeah. right? And so... Um, I went into a deep depression, bro. Like, I was like, bro, I don't even want to do this no more. Like, I ain't going to do photography. Like, bro, I work at T-Mobile. And I ended up taking a manager position. I was like, bro, I'm going to just take this more seriously. Whatever. Man, one day home from work, I was tired. I was like, I had worked like my first 60-hour week as a manager. I was like, bro, like, what is life right now? This ain't you know it. what I'm saying? This ain't <laughs> it, bro. It ain't this. I done had to pay all of this money just to drive again. I'm working 60 hours a week. Now, the money is, is straight. You know what I'm saying? I had a nice yeah. crib, nice car, everything like that. But I'm like, bro, but, like... But life ain't the same. Life ain't the same because yeah. I was being fed so much creatively. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, I had to dumb myself down. And so uh, one of my mentors gave me a call. Shout out to JP, my dog JP. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? JP hit me. He was like, yo, little bro, I got a gig for you. And I was like, what, what, what it is, JP? He was like, you still got your camera, right? And I was like, bro, I wasn't able to buy the new joint. What? He was like, but you got a camera. I was like, yeah. He was like, man, I got you a gig, $50 an hour. Mm -hmm. You're going to shoot behind the scenes for BET and OT Genesis. That's hard. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. The thick video, 2 chains and OT. Yeah. So boom, I pull up to the strip club, mm -hmm. tour buses outside. Like I'm like, I never really been a part of a major production. I've been to video shoots and did behind the scenes, but I had never like seen it on that level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, man, I got on the tour bus, I introduced OT and everything. Like that was my first time really seeing a rapper like, like with that rap, rap, rapper out. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? And that's why like even me as a photographer, I'm like, bro, like man. I'm a photographer, but I got, I'm a pop mind. Like yeah. I gotta have it. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? And so, I met him and, you know, long story short, man, I, I did the hot behind the scenes and I took this photo of him. Mm -hmm. And then I took a photo. I was like, yo, let's go outside and take it here. And I started directing him. And honestly, that was one of the first times in my career where I had, you know, stepped from being the fly on the wall to like, let's do it like this. I mm -hmm. commanded yeah. a space for once. Yeah. And once I did that, he was, you know, he gave me like a look. It was no apprehension, though. He was just like, I bet for sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, loosen up. Do it like this, woo-woo-woo, took a picture, I showed it to him. He was like, yo, you hard, bro. Yeah. He was like, I'm about to change your life. And I was like, man, you lying, bro. He was like, you don't believe me? Come on. Went back on the tour bus, Dino Devalle. People don't know who Dino Devalle is, man. He the one who signed Cash Money to one of the biggest record deals in history. You know what I'm saying, back in the day. But he told Dino, he was like, yo, put him on payroll. Mm. And I was like, man, I'm working and everything. He was like, what you going to do? I was like, bro, I quit my job to do this. 
know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, rest is history, bro. That's crazy. Rest is history. That it. I have you. And you said you didn't. You didn't think about it to this. The now, BET correlation. I did it. I did not. <laughs> but that's a crazy full circle moment, bro. That's a crazy full. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the crazy part about it, I'm gonna give you something else. And like you, know, I'm a, I'm a preacher man, so I like to give gems. Mm-hmm. But BET, right? Mm-hmm. You say BET, what is it? Bet. I bet on myself both times, bro. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the one. You feel That's me? the one. Both times, man. That's so, hey, bet on yourself, man. Dog, uh, that's inspiring as a mud. Yeah. Especially coming out of, like, those... I always like to talk to... Because this is Caffeine and Creatives. Like yeah. I said, opening the show, it's like... I like to talk to creatives about creative times and the caffeine that wakes them up and yeah. keeps them going. Yes. So, it's like, what... For you, like that's so inspirational. But what, what did you? What do you feel like you possess that even keeps you, or even in those moments, kept you um, optimistic to say like I'm gonna take these opportunities, or I'm gonna be open? Like, how do you remain open for those opportunities like that? I'm just a loyal person to the process. So as 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 low as I can become, you know, off not getting some of the things that I expected. I'm so loyal to the process of of elevating mm. that I I will as immediately humble myself to know like it's something more to be done. Mm. So you got to give more to get mm. more, mm. and that's like that's my mentality. Like even with now, like one of my biggest blessings is where I am now, career wise. Mm. Like one of my biggest blessings is where I am right now. Yeah, that's sure. crazy. I, that's almost like uh, I was talking to. Uh, Older brother of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremiah, shout out. Uh, he was telling me about a story. He knows this uh, this guy, millionaire guy, mm-hmm. um, super dope house. Like he went over uh, went over there to meet him, got introduced to him on some like business stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Man, how did you uh, afford like all of this stuff? Guy works for FedEx. Yeah, damn. <laughs> guy works for FedEx, right? What you said. And he's like." FedEx. He's like, you like you work for FedEx. Like, how how did you get here? He started yeah. off. He started off as a driver. Wow. Right. He started off as a driver, and now he's a consultant for some aspect of FedEx. Right. Making crazy money. Yeah. Millionaire guy. Right. And he said the only difference between me and everybody else that started driving trucks when I started driving trucks is I never said no to an opportunity. That's what I, it is, bro. He said, I never said no to an opportunity. Every time somebody asks me, like, hey, can you such and such and such, yes. if it's within my ability to do, yes. yes. I'll tell you, like, and that's going back to, like, how you say, like, you know, along with my singing and everything like that, like, I never, like, if I can do it, I'm there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because in conjunction with everything that I've always been doing, I've been doing other things as well. Yeah. You know? So what is the... Speak, speak to that 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 balance. Like, what is that current? Because I know I asked you before, kind mm-hmm. of what that that space of uh, success looked like mm-hmm. as a college student, kind yeah. of going going into coming to Atlanta, um, doing photography, meeting all of these cool people. Yeah. How did that change, and how has that changed? And look, what does that success point look like for you now? For me, it's honestly, man. Like, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like, it's hard for me to, to acknowledge it in the way that other people see it. Mm. Um, because I'm I, I I'm just so humble, you know. Like I do it because I love it. It's hard for me to accept accolades, you know. Same. what I'm saying like you know, even now, man, at the warehouse, man. Shout out to Lynette, shout out to my brothers. You know, they be like, bro, pop your stuff, man. Come on, Josh, bro. You've been on tours, you've been da da da. I'm like, man, yeah, bro. I'm hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm hard or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but on on a, on a real level, man, like it's just because I just appreciate it so much, man. I'm so grateful. And I, I feel like I have so much to give. Mm. And I feel like it'll be a disservice for me to put myself on this self-built pedestal mm. because I, I devoted my life to be a creative. Mm. And all I want to create is teachable moments. So that means I, I have to serve. Mm. In order to teach, you have to serve. You have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a leadership part but but to be an effective leader you have to be an effective 
server. Yeah, I just talked to, a uh, matter of fact, my, my last guest, uh, Smart, we talked about servant leadership. Yeah. Servant leadership is so big. Exactly. Like, there, it's one thing to be a boss. Yeah, exactly. It's, an, it's another thing to be a servant leader. Exactly. It's another thing to be a leader and exactly. be a servant leader. Um, somebody who's going to, I'm going to do as much for you as, like, I don't even know what you can do for me. Exactly. Yeah. I have no idea what you can do for me, but I'm going to pour into you so much that whatever overflows out of your cup. It's going to come into mine. And yeah. I feel like that's, that's, a, that's a big way that I feel like not a lot of people um, have the perspective to tap into. Yes. But it, it grows you tremendously. Indeed. Operating in that mental space. Got to, man. Um, a few more questions and I'm going to let you get yeah, out of here. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. We got um, time. How do you, I know one way. But and we'll talk to it. I feel like you're going to. I feel like you're going to hit it. But uh, what are some ways that you, even being being such a high creative person and working in a bunch of different creative mediums, mm -hmm. um, do you have any outlets that kind of feed into your creative processes and the ways that outside of the ways that you get paid? Yeah. Like what are what are some of those? I don't want to call them hobbies. What are some of those spaces that you operate in that kind of like bring you back to that 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 center? Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. um, being a head of media at Tulum, yeah. um, operating like almost exclusively in a social media space, yeah. um, you have to unplug at some point. Yeah. So uh, what does that unplug look like for Jay Caviar? Man, um, <clears throat> as, my, as my, my bro Damien would say, you know, he's one of the CEOs of Tulaness. Um, he'd be like, man, Josh, like, I appreciate that because you, you touch the earth. And mm -hmm. that's... That's how I unplug. I touch the earth. And, and you know, big shout out to my fiance, Mo. You know what I'm saying? Um, she helped me become grounded in that fact of being able to release and, and, you know, also manifest the things that don't get that instant gratification, that aren't shiny like diamonds. You know what I'm saying? And so I talk to my chickens, bro. I have 16 chickens. My boy said pause. Yeah. Boy, say he got 16 chickens. Yeah, we got chickens, you know what I'm saying? And I go out there, I talk to my girls, man. Like, you know, we go out in the garden. I have, we have 30 acres of land um, mm -hmm. that we cultivate. And so planning for that, you know, it's 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 the, the short-term versus the long-term goals. Now, of course, we have, I have that in every facet of my life, mm -hmm. professionally and everything. But, you know, with detaching myself from the internet and everything else, that land is my legacy because knowing like that, like walking my, like knowing I, I go out there and it may not be much, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm like, dog, like this me, yeah, this for my family. Like, you know, her and I sitting down and, and she's telling me like, babe, I did this research on how to develop a trust and how we're going to make sure that we do things in this capacity and, you know, those are the things that allow me to have a healthy detachment because I'm a workaholic, bro. Yeah. It don't matter if I'm working on something I love and I'm having fun, like I'm working. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because my mind is always in a formula mind, say A plus B equals C. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so a part of that, you know, A is my career. Mm -hmm. B is hobbies or, you know, my detachment from that. But C is my legacy. Yeah. And that's that's how I'm able to to gather myself, you know, in conjunction with how demanding my atmosphere is, mm -hmm. is that I always have a formula that I stick to and a plan. So it's it's never too overwhelming, yeah. you know, because I know what I'm doing. That takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, I mean, and and, and there's a lot of areas that I have to grow in, but for sure, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. Oh no, I'm just saying that takes a lot of discipline. But I, you said one thing that I that I found very interesting: mm -hmm. um, healthy detachment. Yeah. What's the difference between healthy detachment and not healthy detachment? Because I care. People who do unhealthy detachments, they release the care from that situation. So someone mm -hmm. could have a nine to five and they'll be like, man, I'm going to do this. But they do it carelessly. Like, for instance, me working with T-Mobile, you can ask anyone who worked with me at T-Mobile and they can be like, bro, he was always the number one rep, the number one manager mm -hmm. in conjunction to being the number one this and this and that space yeah. because I care. Yeah. I knew that, hey, bro, if I have to be up 72 hours straight, my care for this to make sure that I'm operating at a level that no one can match. Mm. See, that's another thing. Like, the level in which I, I operate is unmatched. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why I get the results I get because yeah. I'm I care. Like when I detach from something, it's calculated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't do reckless things. Yeah. Everything I do is goal oriented. Every everything I do, I know that it reflects something and people will bigger than me. Like right now, mm-hmm. what I'm doing reflects something that is bigger than me. And a lot of people aren't humble enough to say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I care enough to have a healthy detachment because that that in itself is conducive towards the A, the B, and both of those are conducive to the C. Mm. It's do a mindset. Do you, doing that, do you feel like it makes uh, actually deta- detaching a lot easier? Because I know a lot of people, like, uh, we might go on vacation yeah. or get in our, our oneness space, whatever that space mm-hmm. is that we've cultivated to kind of, like, detach from our day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um but a lot of times, I'm talking to a lot of creatives, they're unable to actually detach. Yeah, it's like, hard. Like, you know I what I mean? If, you, if, if, if Mo was here right now, she'll tell you he never detaches. <laughs> she'll tell you that. Yeah. Because when work calls, I'm available. Mm. And I, but at the end of the day, man, like, I look at it as it's all a part of the plan. Yeah. You know, because if I'm at home and I'm resting and I'm watching TV and her and I are having our time, and a client calls and it's like, hey, da 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 da. Or, you know, one of the guys from the warehouse calls and like, hey, we got to woo woo woo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm quick to answer that because all of that is a part of the plan. Like, and that goes back to what you said, you know, the guy from FedEx, like, he didn't say no, no to an opportunity because mm-hmm. you never know. What yeah. if I had said no when my mentor called me to shoot for OT Genesis? Right. What if I had said no? What if I had, what if I was so trapped wrapped up into my detachment from my dream because I detached myself from my dream emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what if I what if what if in that unhealthy detachment what if I had said no? Right. But my devotion to that allowed me to show up feeling unprepared or whatever, but it changed the trajectory of my life. So when I'm at home in bed, mm-hmm. it may seem like I'm not enjoying that time because work calls. But hey, mm. what are we here to do? What are we? Here? We grown as hell, man. You know, excuse <laughs> my friends, but we grown. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have children. We yeah. have a legacy to leave. Work calls. Yeah. It don't matter if you, if I have to work 24 hours a day for the next 10 years in order to say, hey, when I'm 42 years old, I don't have to worry about clocking in. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. I'll do that. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I respect you. For, for sure. That. I respect you on a nut, on a high level. For sure, man. I appreciate I that, brother. That Likewise, because, man. Because uh, for me, we don't have enough representation of that mindset. Yeah. And I, I value that a lot. Indeed. Um, coming from, especially coming from one black man to another black sure. man, from one father to a next, a uh, spouse to a next. Indeed. Um, understanding how those different pillars of your life work um, and being able to strategically, but also dedicate yourself to that process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mumble-like mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like I'm addicted to the process. Exactly. And whatever the process calls for, as long as it's part of the process, I'm with it a thousand percent. Indeed. Um, and I think that's one of my, my, biggest, my biggest takeaways from, from this conversation yeah. that I'm seeing. Um, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you as well, brother. Um, came on here. Gym after gym. Yeah. That's what it's about. <laughs> jewelry after jewelry. Yeah. Um, I I'm speechless. I don't have any other. Oh, one one follow final question. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, which I think if they if y'all were paying attention, I don't need to ask this question. But I always like to ask my guests before we get out here. Uh, what do you feel like is your most valuable habit? Love. Mm-hmm. That's my most valuable habit. Love. I respect it because you know love is a verb. Mm, agreed. You know, love is habitual. Love is can identify itself in so many different ways. So, you know, like I spoke on, my biggest blessing is what I'm doing now. You know, mm-hmm. being head of media at Tulaness is one of my biggest blessings because of the lessons that are surrounding around it. Mm-hmm. And I love what I do. I love my brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, every like every day, I, I tell them, well, "How you doing, my brother? My brother? My brother? My brother?" You know, mm-hmm. love. And then outwardly expression for the gratitude of the space that I'm occupying mm. right now is 
that's that's the best thing that I can give because that has taught me from from growing up and feeling the lack thereof mm-hmm. to being so fulfilled with it that I can outwardly give it in mm-hmm. in an abundance. Yeah, man, that's that's the biggest thing, bro. That's the biggest and the best thing for me. Man. Yeah, man, I I'm not saying anything after that because that's <laughs> that's what that's the the perfect place to to land this plane. Yeah. I appreciate you again for appreciate coming. Appreciate you, my brother. One of my favorite conversations so far. Indeed, man. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Where, tell yeah. the people where they can find you for these gems. Hey, man, look, uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at jcaviar. That's J underscore K-A-V-I-A-R. All right. Um, also, if you guys want to see a lot of the work that I do, man, and this beautiful company that I work with full of black creatives, man, black owned, follow us online at Tulaness 90s. All right, that's T U L O N E S 90S. Check us out. Thank you, man. Uh, make sure you guys are tapped in as well with Caffeine and Creatives. Uh, follow and subscribe on the YouTube page for the full content. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Caffeine and Creatives. That's spelled out Caffeine and Creatives. I appreciate you again. Likewise, Jay Caviar. Brother. Yes, sir. Y'all be easy. Love. Love. And keep going, man. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. B E T. B E T. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir.